I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And we're going to do what we always strive to do for you, and that is to slow things down, to help you separate and divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, there's so much that we want to get to in this program. So we're going to dive right in in this first segment uh, and stay with us throughout the hour. We're going to share some really interesting insight on a, on a host of issues today uh, that you just don't want to miss. And I want you to be part of this conversation today. And so make sure that you weigh in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Again, 57500. Weigh in. Give us your thoughts. Uh, help us elevate the conversation. Give us some insight and inspiration today. Uh, be part of the conversation with us as we move along. All right. On this day in history... Very interesting. It was uh, back in 2006 that the Twitterverse was launched. And I'm not sure if we should mark that as a day of infamy or uh, a day of something else. Uh, But it's definitely had a huge impact on our lives, on our politics, uh, on our relationships, uh, and a host of other things. And uh, again, I'm not sure all of it is is really good. I think it often prevents us from actually having the higher level conversation. It's, It's easy to rant it's easy to melt somebody down uh, or be offended for a word or two or three and i'm not sure it's helping us get to the better solutions now has it uh, helped uh, provide some paths for some voices that may not have been heard in the past for sure and that's a good thing we should celebrate that Uh, having that voice really is part of the American notion uh, and what we are as a nation. And I think it, it is vital that everyone is able to have that voice and to be heard. Uh, how we use it, I think, is the bigger test. And I think the bigger challenge for many of us is how do we use that? How do we engage in a way that's positive, that's forward moving? We can we can disagree. We can criticize. We can hold accountable. We can do all those things. It's how we do it that matters. And I think the biggest challenge with many of the social media platforms is how we do it. It's enabled us to hide behind our screens and our platforms and uh, spew things that we would never say to people uh, to their face or in an open setting. And so it's a a lot to really think through uh, and get to. Uh, And actually an interesting uh, connection to that, uh, of course, many people are following the resignation of Barry Weiss uh, yesterday from the New York Times. And uh, she wrote the uh, what I think will go down as the epic of all epics when it comes to resignation letters, a 1,500-word letter uh, to the publisher, uh, talked about uh, her being a, a victim, that she was persistently bullied within the organization. Uh, again, she's more of a center-right uh, person as opposed to left or center-left. And it was really interesting. One of the things that she mentioned in her resignation letter 
was that this bullying from within uh, the organization uh, and warning the Times, the New York Times, that Twitter has become the ultimate editor, uh, that so many are just reacting to how readers react to what's being said or what's being published on uh, the Times or in the pages of the Times in the print version. And uh, she actually described it as a new kind of McCarthyism. Uh, that had taken root in the paper of record. And uh, this is the, the line from her resignation letter that I think we all should should think about. Uh, and I know I have to think about this every day as we start to do this job. And, and she said this. She said, a new consensus has emerged in the press, but perhaps especially at this paper, meaning the New York Times, that truth isn't a process of collective discovery but an orthodoxy already known to an enlightened few whose job it is to inform everyone else. Now, you can go back and forth on on a whole host of that, but the thing that really strikes me and the thing that I want to elevate the conversation to today is this idea that truth must be a process of collective discovery, uh, that we have to engage people in the process. Uh, that we can't just decide that we're the enlightened one, and so we'll tell you what's important, we'll tell you what matters, we'll tell you what to think. If we want your opinion, we'll give it to you. Uh, we need to get past that. Uh, and again, tying back to Twitter, very interesting. It's given a lot of people who wouldn't have a voice a voice. It's given voice to people who are spewing things that are are not helpful uh, and not moving forward, not uniting, not uplifting, uh, getting into the rage rather than the reason. And so a lot to think about there. It's worth checking out. If you haven't read her resignation letter, uh, Barry Weiss from the New York Times, uh, in a blistering 1,500-word letter, I think she could probably open a business right now. I know uh, many people have texted me over the last 24 hours saying, wow, if I ever want to go out big from my organization, I'm going to have her write my my resignation letter. So I think there's a a side hustle business for her to, to get started with out there. Uh, also want to do a quick update as we start the program today. Of course, we've been talking about our, our moonshot moment and uh, our opportunity here over the next, uh, we're down to 54 days now, uh, 54 days until Labor Day. And we know that uh, coming together, uniting, uh, we can we can quash and we can quell the pandemic. We can make sure that our kids get to school. We can make sure our businesses are opening uh, and running. And, and we can do it in a way that's positive. That's uplifting, and I don't care where you fall on all of the science that's settled or not settled. Uh, It doesn't matter to me what you think is is happening there. I think it's just a matter of what can I do? What am I willing to do uh, to make sure this is all happening? So this is is an effort uh, not about shame, not about guilt, not about virtue signaling. This is not about uh, wearing your mask uh, while you're driving all alone in the car or you're out for a run all by yourself up in the tops of the mountains. Uh, This is about being reasonable and responsible and finding the space of what you can do and doing that from now till Labor Day because we we believe that if we can do that, if we can unite around a common common purpose uh, and mission, we've talked about it in terms of Kennedy and the moon launch, uh, today, Robert uh, Redfield, the director for the Center of Disease Control, uh, said this. If we could get everybody to wear a mask right now, I really do think over the next four, six, eight weeks, we could bring this epidemic under control. So four to six weeks, uh, which amazingly is about the time we uh, planned out. That's between now and Labor Day. 
And again, fifty-five days. Uh, and let's uh, let's go uh, one more from uh, Robert Redfield from the CDC. I always say we're not defenseless against this virus. The most powerful weapon we have, or weapons, are basically face coverings. So those are just some things we know we can do. Simple things: social distancing, wearing a mask if you're in close proximity. Uh, all of those things can make a difference. And so let's just make a difference. Choose what you can do. Decide what you can do. Don't judge anybody else for what they do or don't do. Have conversations. Encourage. Be positive. Do all of that. Um, but let's make sure we're doing something. And let's make sure we're doing everything we can uh, to move it forward. Uh, I was sent yesterday uh, from a new friend of mine uh, just some great insight from uh, 1922. Uh, this is from Carl Krauss, who uh, wrote the book, uh, The Last Days of Mankind, leading up to World War One, And he commented that at the onset of the war, in Berlin, things were serious, but not hopeless. In Vienna, things were hopeless, but not serious. So Vienna was the seat of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and they just felt you know these little skirmishes in the Balkans were just nothing to even pay attention to, attention to not serious. So they ignored them. So in today's world, you could say, in Utah, things seem serious, but not hopeless. In our nation's capital, things appear hopeless, but not serious. So there's a lot we can do to be positive, to move forward in a significant way. And then how do we do that? How do we have those conversations in a way that actually helps people move forward? All right, we're going to step aside for a quick break. And when we come back, our good friend Debbie Dejanovic is going to join us on a new social phenomenon that at least she's been noticing lately. It's led her to ask herself an important question. The question... Am I a happiness bully? Are you? Find out next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.